0: We are good to go with more of the Matt Wire show. Coming to you direct and live. Alright, here we go. Why not just start? ready. Set, come go on. Go, and go. I got a girl that I love, so ready. You know, I we're ready, 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 ready on a what is today? Ready, ready, <laughs> Thursday. Alright, welcome to the show. I'm Matt in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance, Hardy, Insurance, Mitchell, students, Bureau. Insurance Studio, Farm Bureau. Ready, go! With the home team, they are your home team at Farm Bureau Insurance all across the great state of Mississippi, your hometown heroes, your local Farm Bureau Insurance agents. Off and running with you on this Thursday, you can be a part of the show. Brad texted in and said, uh, somebody pulled a plug. (laughs) Somebody's standing on the cord, right? (laughs) Nah, I'm ready. Here we go. So, you had basketball last night, and kind of what you thought would happen. Uh, Ole Miss whipped up on Arkansas last night. And, you know, I don't know how you felt. State needed the win on the road at Florida, didn't get it, and lose by nine. And it's another one where I don't know, honestly, that it was all that out of character for State offensively. But from what you expect from that Chris Jans team and program, Another 80, well, 79 points, okay, for Florida. And I know some of free throws late, but another near 80 points for an opponent. You know, another half for an opponent where they're over 40 points. That is uncharacteristic. Unchar- so that happened last night. You are one day closer to the weekend. Hallelujah. We're going to have a little NFL football. Of course, you got to wait till Sunday. Two games on Sunday. I think it's uh, 2 o'clock and 5.30. I think that is the schedule, right, isn't it? 2 and 5.30, yeah. So 2 o'clock on CBS on Sunday, you get Chiefs and uh, Ravens. And then 5.30 on Fox, you get Lions and 49ers. And and on that note, hey, everybody, back on the live stream. Um, Robert, first to comment, he's on the YouTube live stream, on the Murray West live thread. He said, Hail State and happy Thursday to everybody. Well, same to you too, Robert. Uh, Last time we were here at the beginning of the week and there was some issues, the stream was kind of hanging up audio was fouled up, let me know if you're still experiencing that. shouldn't be, but, you know, if you do experience any issues like that, just comment, would you, if you're on YouTube or Facebook or Twitter? Let me know that. And I will say, I will say, yes, it has felt like, I mean, we are practically here at the end of of January, and from a uh, sports and sports radio and everything else standpoint, it, it has felt like the weirdest month. Uh, one is you know you're coming back from holidays and Christmas and New Year's, and then you know you're if you if you're me, then you get iced in for ten days, eight days, nine days, somewhere in there. You come back from that, you have a little travel, got to spend some time in, in Jackson, and now we're just getting flooded everywhere. <laughs> and uh, I will. And and two, it's kind of an odd time. Uh, I guess the transition every year. It's like once you get into full-on basketball and baseball season kind of overlapping, which we are less than a month away from that. Things kind of feel a certain way for us, right? And especially here in the state of Mississippi where we, you know, we, we don't just love college baseball. We kind of just, that's the thing. You look forward to it every year. So you get this transition of there's no college football and there's no baseball. It hadn't started yet. It's it's a different kind, you know, kind of a time of year, which is just sort of how it, that's uh, just sort of how it feels. Now, Robert did comment, too, and I saw this. Uh, he commented on the uh, Murray West live thread. He said, uh, Hale State, happy Thursday. Any thoughts on Todd Helton making the Hall of Fame? Well, I, you know, I don't know any stats, nothing like that. Know who he is, obviously. Uh, saw where he's in, good for him. You know, for me, I, I, you kind of feel like you look up and players like Dale Murphy and, and to this point Gary Sheffield aren't in. And you go, well, I mean, why? <laughs> why should I really pay attention? But hats off to him. That's a neat thing. Now, I remember when Todd Hilton was the starting quarterback, briefly, for the University of Tennessee. I sure do. All right, welcome on in here on this Thursday. Get him on in. You can comment on the Murray West live thread. Like I said, if you're watching on YouTube or Facebook or on Twitter, X, now X, feel free to drop a comment. It'll pop up right here in one nice, neat column. I can see it all in one place. Uh, so get on in here that way. You can also text me today on the Country Pleasing text line. Number to text, 885-3776. That's a 601 number, 885-3776. Another way to remember the number is 885-ESPN. And you can call me. I get to hear your voice that way. Call me on the Divinity Equipment phone line number to call 897-1059 Divini equipment madison and in jackson your kubota dealer the oldest kubota dealer in the u.s in fact it means they've been doing it better longer than anyone else right here at home at Davini. number to call 897-1059 that is a 601 number 897-1059 yeah, okay, let me cue up this uh, text line and see where we go. Nick, text the show, country-pleasing text. He says, I've seen better offense <laughs> in an Iowa spring game. 21 days till baseball, Matt. Well, Nick, yeah, okay, so what were the numbers officially last night? I mean, honestly, you're right, it was hard to watch. Um, let me give you a few examples of, of why it was hard to watch. Listen. State went eight for 33 from three-point range. State went eight for 33 from three-point range in the ballgame. That would be 24%. State shot a a really low 38, rounded up to 39% from the floor in the game. So you had a whole whole bunch of trips up and down the floor where nothing happened except kicking the ball around. is what it seemed like. Now just ten turnovers in the ball game for state, but nine assists. So you're still, even though you you didn't turn it over much, you know, there's not a lot of sharing. There's not a lot of scoring, and so still your assist to turnover ratio is slightly upside down from what you you would hope. Um, yeah. So and then you know. Uh, you don't go win a game on the road. somebody, more than one person, really has to step up. And I know that uh Tolu Smith came away with a double-double. He had 10 and 10. But and uh, Matthews had he had nine points, eleven rebounds. So you got a lot out of camp. But your scoring was off the bench. Josh Hubbard, this freshman, this all world. And when he gets hot, man, he is just He didn't just make shots. Like, he he burns the net up, man. I mean, it's just string music. And he was shooting the ball that way last night. He goes five for 17 from three-point range. So think about this now. So he comes in off the bench, right, comes in off the bench, is hands down your leading scorer with 26, okay? He also came in off the bench and played 32 minutes, which was the most on the team tied Tolu Smith. He took 17 of your 33 three-point attempts. He took half of your three-point attempts, which makes sense. But it's pretty clear that it was a night you're on the road, you know, you're down by, what, nine at halftime, I think it was. You cannot get the ball to go in. State didn't have much touch around the rim. I mean, Bell came in off the bench to spell Tolu Smith throughout the game. Played, I think, what 16 minutes and scored zip. Did not have a basket. Got two shots off. One of them was right at the rim. He shot it over the rim. You know, so you didn't have touch around the basket. You weren't getting a ton of scoring out of your starters. Not say a ton. I mean, again, you get 19 points combined out of Cam Matthews and Tolu Smith. But uh, Deshaun Davis starting point guard. He he's 0 for on the night. He had, I mean, he played 22 minutes for you, handling the basketball, playing defense, no points and one rebound. Now he did have four assists, not quite, but almost half of your team assists. You know, so he he contributed in a, a few times down the floor, but shooting he was 0 for four from three. He was 0 for three, and he never got to the free throw line. The free throw line was the other thing. State never got up there, but when they did, they didn't make them. <laughs> Shot 44 percent from from the free-throw line, went four for nine. So they couldn't draw the fouls. And that really was the difference in the game, the fact that Florida could get to the free-throw line, and they made a bunch of them. Uh, their home game, they go 17 for 20 at the free-throw line, 85 percent, there's your ball game. I mean, they didn't shoot it all that well from long range either. Um, they had a few, you know, they had fewer attempts. But, you know, it again, you watch the game, then the numbers kind of back it up, it became pretty clear that, Really what felt like for the first time this year is where Chris Jans just went, you know what? Put Hubbard in a ballgame. Okay? Leave him on the floor, and I want him taking as many shots as we can get him because he's our chance to score, period, end of story. He takes 17 three-point shots, went three for three. So, again, when you, you take out Hubbard, all right, so he goes five out of 17, right? He goes five for 17 at the, for, at, uh, from three, three-point range. means the rest of the team was three for 15 from three-point range. Um, you look at Hubbard at the free-throw line was three for three. That means the rest of the team went one for six at the free-throw line. That's rough. That's pretty rough. (laughs) I guess really enough of lamenting what the basketball team didn't do, right? (laughs) I guess so. All right. um, Let's see. PT for MSU, he texts the show, Country Pleasing Text Line. He said, uh, regarding the Hall of Fame, he said, I thought Maurer and Beltray were solid choices. Helton a little closer to the cut line, but I'm not mad about it. Yeah, yeah. Nothing wrong with being passionate about who gets in and who doesn't. You know, I, it's all I, selfish PT for MSU, I know, but it's almost like I feel like, well, you know, when they put Dale Murphy in there, get back to me. Or, or change the name of it. Don't call it the Hall of Fame. Call it the Hall of Stats. Because uh, it's really what it has become, like the Hall of Stats. Uh, Jason in Flagstaff. What's up, Jason? He said it is a weird time of year. He said I'm bored to death without college football and baseball. And he says and the basketball team being boom or bust, and it really is, isn't it? I mean, that's kind of how it feels. Also, last night I mentioned this: Ole Miss whipped up on Arkansas. Arkansas is not a very good team. They fall. Arkansas falls to one and five in the SEC. Ole Miss beat them by 26 points last night in the Pavilion. Really, never a doubt. Led by 12 at halftime. So Ole Miss improves to 3-3 three and three in SEC play. I tell you what, now, you did have a great game last night in Tuscaloosa. Uh, unranked Alabama, upset 8th-ranked Auburn, 79-75. It was a heck of a game. Alabama led by 14 points at halftime in that game, and Auburn fought back in a big way, outscored them by 10 in the second half. We couldn't catch them. And uh, Mark Sears, a point guard for Alabama, was outstanding. 22 points, 8 assists. And a bunch of those assists were threes in the first half. His teammates got hot. He had three steals in the game. But, man, that guy, Sears, it's like you watched that game last night. He'll have a way. The scoring, okay, yeah, he can shoot the three, but he doesn't take a ton of threes. A lot of it is penetrate. They don't close. He just lays it in. He goes right by people. You know, he's automatic at the free throw line, but eight assists to go with it. And he controls the game in so many ways other than just scoring. Never flashy. He's just always a step quicker than the other guard. He's a terror on defense. He's always around the loose ball. He's always finding the right open teammate. He's never he never handling the basketball. He never allows the defense to get comfortable. He's just really, really good. Broom had 25 for Auburn and 14. He was outstanding, but it just wasn't enough. That was a heck of a game last night. He had a great game in Athens, too. Georgia beat LSU by two. 68-66. And it was neck and neck the whole way. So Georgia is now 4-2 and two in the SEC. How about that? <clears throat> um, <clears throat> Nick, talking about the Hall of Fame, he texts the show. He said, baseball writers are proof that anybody can get a journalism degree and pretend to be an expert. The fact that Murano, uh, Murano, huh? Yeah, Mariano Rivera was the very first unanimous vote getter. Shows how stupid they are, and I agree. There are others that, you know, absolutely should have been unanimous. Like you got all those others. It's like they feel obligated to to not allow it to be unanimous. I guess. Um, Okay, and on the basketball deal with state, Jason in Flagstaff, he listens to the games on the radio. He's out in Arizona. He said that's exactly what Coach Williams said in the post game. He said that it can't be just Tolu and even he's tap dancing instead of going to the basket drawing free throws. He also said that Hubbard had to take 25 shots to score 26 points and it wasn't necessarily, you know, not being good necessarily. That's the thing, you know, it took all those those shots. It was, um, I don't know what you chalk it up to, you know, I, having not, played college basketball and been through the locker room and the film process and the scout process and the travel back and forth, home and away to, to know that stuff. You know, I'm like, you. Yeah, I'm just kind of looking at it and glancing at it and going off what people say, but I don't know. With, with what this team had coming back off of, you know, the chance to build off of what they did last year, it hasn't quite added up yet, has it? And I know we can, Easily just look at win loss records. You're 13 and six, you're two and four, right? I mean, last year, you say last year, they made the tournament last year. That's the thing. We remember the end, but don't remember the beginning when they struggled at the beginning of the SEC season, struggled big time. So that's why, you know, a team like State could easily put it all together. They can. But to this point, I don't know, like some of the same issues, you'll have nights where it's embarrassingly bad at the free throw line. Not every night, but you'll have some nights. This team will have some nights where at the free throw line, you watch them and you go, How is it possible to be that good of an athlete and play that much basketball across your life and have that much of a problem hitting free throws? You know, but then, you know, it's not every night. And sometimes I know it's a matchup thing too, but I don't know. It's just, it ain't quite, I don't know what it is. It just ain't there right now. But, you know, continue to win some home games. And then they've shown they can do it. Uh, Principal text the show. He said, and yet State was down just six points at the three-minute mark with the ball and dude fell down while dribbling, Uh, then the next possession state could not get a shot off, shot clock violation. Wow. Yeah. That's been another thing about, you know, this team is, you you know, it's almost like in certain situations, if it's not coming out of a timeout, kind of wondering what to do. Uh, You know, again, that's what it looks like. I'm not saying they are. I'm saying that's what it looks like. You have times where it looks like they're kind of guessing and wondering what do we do, who gets the ball here, where do we go. and you know maybe it is a maybe that inconsistency on offense and now it's that's really i guess of of all the things you look at that's the only really troubling thing for state is you've introduced some some inconsistency on the defensive end that you you didn't really have that last year even though when lost they struggled in the early part of the SEC they didn't have defensive inconsistency last year you could count on that pretty much every night. And this, I mean, you're giving up a lot more points pretty consistently. Now, the league is good. The league is better. They are. Georgia. You, know, you look at Alabama. South Carolina. They're better. Ole Miss, better for sure. How about that? What if Hubbard had stuck with his deal that he was going to go to Ole Miss? They'd be really dangerous with him for sure. State fans, we're glad he came to stay. You'd <laughs> be, you'd be struggling without that dude. I know he took a lot of shots last night, but you got to have somebody that can, you know, at least every now and then make one. I know it sounds like a good old novice opinion on this whole thing, but nights like last night, it kind of makes you frustrated as, a, as a fan watching your team play. I mean, it will. And then you look at what they have coming up. So Saturday, the turnaround is come back home and play Auburn. So for Auburn, it's, um, you know, you lose in Tuscaloosa. They might just get them a hotel room in Columbus and stay there the rest of the week, you know, come on over to Starkville for the Saturday game. Maybe have a shoot around on Friday, I guess. But State's going to host Auburn. It'll be at 2.30 on the SEC Network uh, this Saturday. Ole Miss will play at night, Saturday night on the road. I tell you what, it's kind of a boost, a little shot in the arm for Ole Miss. Getting a chance to play Arkansas at home and A&M on the road back-to-back. Two very winnable games, home and on the road. A little bit of a help to them. The state's got a tough stretch coming up. Starts with Auburn this weekend. All right, just getting started with you all. Coming to your comments on the Murray West live thread, your texts just started here with you on this Thursday. Stick around. Whether it's about winning the game or even losing the game. You're going to hear about them all and get to talk about it with Matt Wyatt right here, right now. All right, back with you. I'm Matt in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Farm Bureau, go! With the home team over on the uh, live thread. Hey to y'all. On YouTube and Facebook and Twitter, feel free to type in a comment. Hit comment. Let's see it right here. And be a part of the show um they're on YouTube js 290 said MSU basketball high effort but sloppy that's kind of how it looks at times for sure no no doubt about the effort I mean yeah cam Matthews on your team everybody follow his lead then you ain't gonna have an an effort issue are you uh Legba said city agrees loose ball handling too many turnovers and it says, that's how Florida beat you last night. Then want to say Florida only turned it over three times in the first half. That's the deal. You didn't – that kind of points to defense, too. That's another thing. Do you all not feel like sometimes this year when we see these elevated points totals, right? Like last year they were a team that just made their living holding other teams' points totals down. And, and this year opponents' points t- totals have been elevated as compared to last year. And you watch, and at times, it's like this team is kind of a step slow. To slow is not the right word. I'm not like physically slow. I just mean a step late in being in a passing lane, or cutting off a pass lane, or going underneath the screen, or anticipating the screen, or you know switching it, or rotating that defense to go cross court. It's like everything seems at times. Like they're they're always a step late on that stuff. And then you watch them last night too at times pressing and 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 in the full court you go, it's almost like there there's no anticipation of what the opponent's gonna do. It's all reacting to what they are doing. Well, by that time you're late, you know? I don't know. Like I've said before, it's easy to sit back here watching on T V and try to evaluate that stuff and you know they know their stuff. But it's almost like too often this year, opponents are playing a little faster than State is. And you go back to last year's team, you almost never said that when State was on a defensive end. Anyway, love to know what you think. All right, get on in here. You can text the show, country please, and text line number to text 885-3776. 601 number, 885. 3776. Uh, Grumpy texts the show and he said, Matt, the only joy Grumpy had last night was listening to Neil and Coach Williams. He says, Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Hubbard is not at all mess. <laughs> Grumpy, tell us how you really feel. For sure. Hey, did y'all see that picture of Beaver that I posted on Twitter and Facebook last night? Did y'all see it? Hey B. Hey, Matt Wyatt. That's a great picture of you I posted, if I do say so myself, sir. Well, I think you say that because you took it. <laughs> so you're, par- <laughs> you're partial to your own work. Yeah, I am. You know, but the thing about it is it captured you the way that, that I see you, and that is in your element in the room there, <laughs> with, the, with sort of at the controls of the spaceship around you. That big 105.9, the zone flag hanging over your head there behind you on the wall. That's how I picture it. It's a great picture. But for y'all that saw it, uh, there's a color photo, a color version of that photo, in the black and white. And I was, I took a look at it. I decided on the black and white one instead of the color one. Posted that. And the first comment, Beaver, that we got on uh, Twitter when I posted your picture, uh, somebody said, uh, is he dead? <laughs> 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 like no. And then it and to your words Beaver, I really got tickled you said, yeah, the black and white picture is very memorially, or yeah. something like that. Yeah. It mm. did look like one of those because you see on TV graphics, you see a black and white picture and underneath it the, you know, 1982 to 2024. <laughs> right. Yeah, the dates on there. <clears throat> so, I saw that. Maybe I do the I'll do the color version next time. Maybe so. Uh, all right. Jason and Fla- – oh, by the way, let, let me, before I get – if you are listening and you're like, what picture? Uh, it's a picture of Beaver. And it's on my Facebook page. Let's go to Radio Wyatt. Look at Radio Wyatt on Facebook. And I'm Radio Wyatt on X. Jason and Flagstaff says, so what you're saying is state shooting the lights out versus European high school teams didn't necessarily translate to the SEC schedule? Folks on X with the feels like '96 stuff a few months back, and he put laughing emoji. Yeah, I, I mean, certainly it's just such a you know the athletes are so good and they're so long, and everything's contested and everybody's well coached, you know. And and the league is just so tough it is, and, and you're not going to rise up and hit shots as, against the league competition the same way you do others. It's a really good point. But at the same time, too, Jason, you know, there are shooters. And he's just a true freshman straight out of high school. Look at Chris Hubbard. Big-time player, yes. But he's, a little, he's, short, he's the shortest guy on the floor. And he's the best shooter you have. <laughs> I mean, so whether it's talent or work or what. But I also, Jason, feel like for State's basketball team, Last year and this year, some of it, it's just it's a mental hang-up of pressing on the offensive end because they know going into it that their reputation is we can't score. It's like it compounds itself. You miss a shot, uh-oh. You start missing more shots, we're not any good offensively. Everybody else says we're not good offensively. We're focusing on defense. We're a defensive team. You get on offense and you press because guess what? You know you're not any good on offense. Are good enough. And I know it's not that simple. You're not going to go out and just outscore people. And you do have to win with defense. But, you know. On to the next one. It's a long season. Win those home games. Right? I mean, you look at Alabama. Unranked team. Not quite what they had been. You feel like they're hosting a top ten Auburn team coming here last night. Alabama beats them. The state has the same opportunity this Saturday. It's going to be hard to do, but you get the same opportunity. All right. I want to bring something to your attention. Okay. I'm going to pass it along to you. Here are, or here is something from other analysts. Have y'all noticed that here recently, more and more college football talking heads are are being more open and and transparent about their uh, worry about the current state of college football, the lack of structure, the lack of leadership, you know, all those kinds of things. You notice that more and more people talking about it. I, I've noticed that a little bit. I wanted to read you a couple of things that popped up. All right. This is Danny Cannell. I'll tell you what, we're going, we'll go in reverse order. This is Joel Clatt. Y'all know who Joel Klatt is. On the heels of this news of Jim Harbaugh, indeed has struck a deal to leave Michigan and go coach the uh, Chargers in the NFL, the L.A. Chargers. Team he used to play for when they were in San Diego. So Harbaugh, alma mater, coaching college football, builds it, builds it, builds it over a decade. Wins a national championship and now... And, yes, had a little trouble, right, got suspended for sign stealing. The, the supposedly the NCAA is investigating Michigan for illegal recruiting contact during a dead period and some of that stuff. And so in the midst of all that, he can't get some sort of immunity agreement from Michigan, so he takes the NFL offer, and he's gone. So Joel Klatt, who's the top college football analyst for Fox – in an interview, he starts explaining why Jim Harbaugh did not want to deal with the NCAA. Here's what he said. Quote, they're getting notice of allegations for recruiting during a dead period. Meanwhile, kids are pulling up to their national letter of intent signings in Lambos. It'd be Lamborghinis. Quote, again, what are we doing? What are we doing? So here's Joel Clatt looking at this, the juxtaposition here of we're losing coaches. And the same, you know, there's a ratio of fans you're losing too, because of stuff like this. You're losing coaches because he's, you know, they're over being supposedly investigated by the NCAA for bumping into a kid or recruiting, making contact during a dead period. Meanwhile, it's pay for play. We're paying them to come play. In like, his quote, not mine, what are we doing? Now, my response to that is what you're doing is you're whistling past the graveyard, right? You know what that is. You know what's coming. You can kind of see it. But for far too long, people have been going, whistles, whistles. just let's just ease on by here, pretend as though it's never happened. <laughs> okay, now we're in the clear, right? Whistling past the graveyard. And to that, Harbaugh leaving for the NFL. Listen to what Danny Cannell said. I know a lot of people don't agree with Danny Cannell, but he's got a big following. Almost a million people have seen this. He said, college football is losing its best coaches because there is zero structure. It's impossible to manage rosters, keep players from bolting, or have any say in who to pay, but still have to worry about the NCAA. It's a joke. And if it doesn't get fixed soon, more We'll make the same jump as Harbaugh. What do you think on that? Give me your thoughts, your questions. We'll get into that next. I'm Matt. Stick around. Rolling along with you here on this Thursday now, regarding uh, those comments, it just it seems to me that if you pay attention, you you have a few more people now. I I don't know if it's been like slow on the uptake. Uh, you know, maybe the, the people that are in the on the bigger platforms, maybe with the bigger followings and bigger jobs in college football, have maybe not had as sort of doomsday of an opinion that some of this stuff is, as some of us might have had along the way. It just seems to me that here, I don't know, is it the stuff with Harbaugh being suspended? Is it the transfer portal, like, really even picking up speed as compared to what it has been, players changing? You can see that, obviously, what's going on, and the very obvious pay-for-play. That's what we have. We have pay-for-play. That's what we're doing. We're paying our players to come. To sign, to play, to stay—that's what everybody's doing. And you know, raising money through collectives to do that. And it's like more and more people at a a national level are starting to call this stuff out. My thinking is like, why did it take you so long? Maybe you had marching orders. Like if you work for a place like Fox or ESPN, maybe you had marching orders of you know you couldn't what you couldn't couldn't say. You know, it's our product, so it's got to be positive. We want as many people watching. We got advertisers. You know, maybe that's what it is. I don't know. It just seems like here recently there's more that are voicing some of this stuff. Chuck on the Murray West live thread. By the way, go to murraywest.com. You can see a little bit about uh, that company, Murray West, a great Mississippi company, contract embroidery company here in Mississippi since 1996. And so no matter what the order is, no matter how big your business or your team or your your embroidery uh, bulk order is, whatever it is, that's where we need to go. If you need something embroidered on a shirt, hat, anything else for that matter. And you can check them out online at murraywest.com. Chuck said talking heads are worried because their bosses are worried about the future of their pocketbooks. And, you know, maybe. See, but, Chuck, that's the thing. It's, it's weird. I mean, I honestly could see a scenario where all of this stuff – is beneficial to maybe even consistent TV viewership numbers, as weird as it sounds. Because when when you decide when when people who they have in most places decided to go to games less, a little bit less, a kind of steady decline in in stadium attendance. You know the natural things. I put it on TV, watch it. It's just there's a – I don't know how you measure the strength of this connection and tie between people and the teams and the sport they follow, but that is stretching. that that Whatever that tie is that connects us to our favorite team and our favorite school and our favorite sport, college football, it's loosening. That, it's like the elastic is wearing out in that connection. Uh, Chuck went on to say – college football is a free-for-all now that everyone can pay for play openly instead of just the big names being able to get away with it. And see, Chuck, that's the belief, but I believe there's truth behind it too. I mean, frankly, I mean, you look at Ole Miss, Ole Miss in the past, you know, they put some stuff together. They did. They went out and, sure, they broke some rules and (laughs) were, you know, slipping a few hundreds in a few pockets back when Hugh Freeze was the head coach. and He knew all about it. They all knew all about it. And boy, howdy, did they ever put a roster together. But they got in trouble. Eventually it caught up with them, right? They got in trouble. We could debate the rights and the wrongs of all that all we want. But look at them now. <laughs> there ain't nothing holding them back now. And they haven't put together another good roster. But that's the point, Chuck, is that, that Joel Klatt was making in this interview that he did. You know, a guy like Harbaugh, you get it established, you win the national championship, you're bringing in NFL-caliber players right and left, and you can with these new rules. Why leave now and go to the Chargers? He's sitting there going, wait a minute, we're under an investigation by this so-called NCAA deal, which we are a member institution of, therefore you're beholden to them, and we're supposedly in trouble for bumping into people during a dead period. When everybody's just openly paying for their rosters, but we're calling it something else? Yeah, Harbaugh can see right through that. Absolutely. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of other coaches would make the same move. We'll get out of college ball and they'll go to the NFL if they get that opportunity. I'm just telling you. And, you know, again, it's Joel Klatt, it's Danny Cannell, and again, he always picks on the SEC. But what do you think about that statement? Danny Cannell, a million people have seen it. College football is losing its best coaches because there is zero structure. It, it's not his words. It was in the article posted by Chris Lowe of ESPN who broke the story of Nick Saban's retirement. Who It was obviously given to him by Saban and his people. And it was in that story it said (laughs) Saban had become increasingly frustrated with the state college football, the portal, and the so-called NIL that in fact is pay-for-play. Here, Danny Canale said it's impossible to manage rosters, keep players from leaving, or have any say in who to pay. But you still have to worry about the NCAA. Now, that part I don't get. I honestly don't get it. Like Florida being under investigation right now. Tell me this. What is there to be afraid of with an NCAA investigation? What is there to be afraid of? Like, So let's take Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh at Michigan. The only thing for him to be afraid of would be if his school decided we're going to go along with the NCAA on this and we, the school, are going to issue some punishment and go along with that punishment. But if your school, your institution does not want to play ball right now with the NCAA and its investigation and the idea that they are in charge, they don't have to. Any school and its administrators who are taking approach that they are still beholden to NCAA NCAA rules are doing it for one of two reasons. One, integrity because they signed on the dotted line on the contract, I'm sure, and two, out of the goodness of their heart, (laughs) for now. Because there is no power whatsoever in any other way for the NCAA to punish anybody for anything. And that's just the truth of it. And, folks, again, this whole whistling past the graveyard, we've had over a year of these same kind of people, the canals and the clats of the world, whistling past the graveyard on this stuff. And on their platform, with their following, we're going to paint a little bit rosier of a picture than what it actually was. Meanwhile, a lot of us here, we got our platform, you and I are talking every day, and we're seeing it for what it is. Listen, it ain't going to last. I get it. Very capitalistic approach. You want to make it a capitalism versus socialism debate, go right ahead. But this isn't government. Okay, and it is isn't life. It's just competition. It's sports. That's what it is. And if you if you can't enforce rules, then you don't have rules. And if you don't have rules, you don't have a league. You don't have anything. And then what, when when things break down to that point, when they get that hairy. When they get that every man for himself, then what happens? Then you have stuff like billion-dollar institutions and industries telling you we need your $25 donation. Then that's what it, that's, then that's what it devolves to. When you don't have – you can't enforce rules, therefore you don't have rules, therefore you don't have a league. Nobody's willing to make any decision – That may affect their own status. So we'll just keep on riding it, right? That's what's going on. Well, pretty soon you're not going to be able to ride it. Now, let's see here. Jason in Flagstaff, Arizona, says, he says, I don't know. I agree with what Cannell is saying fundamentally. He says, but I don't think the coaches ought to be the ones complaining about it. They are every bit as bad as the player and responsible, frankly, for a huge chunk of this with their own, quote-unquote, transfers. And then he says, oh, yeah, the NCAA needs to kick rocks. They had a chance to nip some of this stuff in the bud but wanted everyone else to fix it, and now it's off the rails. Yeah. Well, and I think the point, though, was, it, Jason, it was less individual coaches complaining about it. And they, And that's the thing. I mean, I've, I've viewed it as... Why won't coaches talk about this? Why not just call it what it is? But the thing is, like like you say, you know, for a while now, coaches at the top level have, because of the growth and the popularity of the sport, have really been in a an advantageous position where man just year over year the money is so bloated that they can have some sort of millions and millions of dollar buyout that the school thinks is going to kind of hold them there. But the next institution, just to win the press conference, is have to, happy to pay you a 10 $20, 30000000 million buyout. That's nothing. We got that over here in petty cash. See, and so <laughs> what it is is it almost feels like a very slow, drawn-out bursting of the bubble. I thought it would happen quicker, but it's just slow and drawn out. Bursting of this bubble, that's what's going on. All right, hour two, right after this, in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Stick around.